And we're joined by another special guest from the Maz. This is Jennifer Rice, who is a nurse practitioner in the Pulmonary Hypertension Clinic. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. So, Jennifer, you know, I was just saying we're kind of learning about all the different ways that all of these different systems in place at the Maz kind of work together to really give patients just the ultimate in care. Let's just kind of clarify what pulmonary hypertension is. How, how, does, it, how does this affect patients? Sure. Great question. So I always describe pulmonary hypertension to patients as high blood pressure in your lungs. So most patients have a relatively good understanding of what high blood pressure means when you put the cuff around their arm uh, and check their blood pressure. And that is an indicator of how hard uh, the left heart is functioning uh, to get blood to the body. So in pulmonary hypertension, it's relatively um, a relatively rare condition. We see about uh, 15 cases per million people, um, and it's essentially just high blood pressure in the lungs. And when the blood pressure is in elevated in the lungs, the right side of the heart has to work a lot harder to pump blood to the body or to get the blood oxygenated from the lung, sorry. And when that happens, patients with pulmonary hypertension often develop right heart failure and they can become quite ill. Um, so like I said, it's a relatively rare condition. It's a condition that often affects uh, women of childbearing age. So the median age of diagnosis is 36 years old. Um, and we are fortunate now we have uh, therapies, um, medications to treat this condition. Um, but a lot of our therapies are quite new, have only been on the market for you know, 15 years or so. Um, and some of our patients do end up with lung transplant or heart lung transplant uh, if their disease is refractory to therapy. So it's a very serious condition. Fortunately, it is quite rare. Um, but we in the Edmonton zone here at the University Hospital are is the only place in um northern Alberta who cares for patients with pulmonary hypertension um, and you know thanks to the Mazinkowski we have we've attracted the best um, cardiologists pulmonologists who are specialized in pulmonary hypertension as well as um, a lot of our providers in the cath lab and a lot of our echographers also have a lot of experience with pulmonary hypertension so it really um, makes our patients experience with this uh, terrible disease a lot better because we do have the expertise to treat people properly here. And I imagine when you're talking about uh, a condition that's you know not all that common at all it, you are probably doing a lot of educating with other healthcare practitioners right to let them know what's going on and how it can affect their patients? Absolutely. So a lot of um, physicians even are a little um, nervous when they get a patient with pulmonary hypertension in the emergency room or if they get admitted. Um, they could even get admitted to hospital for something completely unrelated. But uh, everybody is a little on edge when they find out that they're caring for a patient with pulmonary hypertension. So a big part of my role is I liaise um, with the eMERGE physicians or the uh, general medicine physicians, sometimes pulmonologists, sometimes critical care doctors, and just kind of uh, go through saying, hey, I'm here for you. If you have any questions about titrating our drugs or um, if this procedure is safe in somebody with pulmonary hypertension, don't hesitate to reach out to me. So I do a lot of uh, liaison with 
the physicians as well as the nursing team. Um, again, a lot of our patients with pulmonary hypertension are on a medication that's delivered by continuous infusion. So they wear a pump uh, usually in like a running belt around their waist and it delivers um, medicine to them 24 hours a day. Um, and a lot of times when patients go get admitted to hospital, uh, the nursing team gets a little nervous because it's something that they don't see very often. I also do a ton of education with our patients. So as you alluded, um, this is a rare condition and um, a patient who's managing a continuous infusion in their home 24 hours a day requires a lot of education. So I really support our patients um, in giving them that education. And I'm also here five days a week for them to call me uh, if they have any hiccups or any questions throughout the week. Wow, really empowering them yeah, no in their kidding. recovery. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Jennifer, that's all the time that we have for, uh, right now. Uh, but thank you so much for uh, for making a little bit for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you to all the donors uh, today. We really appreciate it, and the funds do not go unnoticed. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.